0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. I'm Nick Sowers here in the studio with my buddy Nate Hyatt. We're coming at you with another To The Point. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, the To The Point is just kind of an opportunity where we just get together, kind of talk about our week, things we've learned, things we've done. Uh, it's just a shorter podcast just to kind of give you something to listen to, something that you can just throw on quick on your drive to work or on your walk or on your workout or whatever. Um, other weeks uh, we we do full-length podcasts where we'll either talk about something at length or we'll interview someone or something that or, – or we'll break something down. Like one time we were with Bill Howard. We talked about the, the Uvalde uh, school shooting where we were breaking things down and really doing a deep dive into things like that, which gives uh, – which is a longer podcast, usually about an hour, sometimes up to like four and a half yeah. hours depending on who we had on. So we appreciate you taking the time to be here, and we're coming at you with another To the Point. So uh, Nate had a uh, – Pretty eventful weekend. Uh, it's usually pretty eventful for Nate in general, uh, and when it come when it comes to life. But this weekend was uh, there were you you quite, you accomplished quite a bit, and and also well, I shouldn't say just weekend, but this whole week. So Monday was your first day with Next Gen Construction, your new company that you started, right? So yep. How'd that go?
1: Um, it was uh, it was a good week. You know, we started, we finished up. I had started a job
0: out of my parents.
1: Oh, too long ago. <laughs> and, uh, um, we came and finished it up the first part of the week. And then we, uh, moved on to, uh, we're doing a job for Brandon now. And, uh, so we got work lined up for the, for a little while and it's, um, it's exciting. It was also very nerve wracking. <laughs> In what way? Uh, just like worried about, which I don't know. It was all set up. Like we had the jobs and stuff. It was just it was nerve wracking to me. Just like it's all on my shoulders now. Mine and Derek's basically.
0: So did, uh, um, I mean, just basically that are you, are you just not wanting to like fail the people that are under you or, I mean, worried about paying the bills or it just a or a culmination of all of it? Uh, mostly
1: just worried that like the guys won't get a paycheck, you know, that's the, the biggest thing to building a sustainable construction company,
0: you know? In my opinion. Well, I mean you took a leap of faith, but not only just you taking a leap of faith, but the, the other the other gentlemen that are with you took a leap of faith as well, kinda joining in on you. Mm-hmm. Um so what what were some of the jobs you were doing?
1: Um oh we just did some flooring out of my parents and then some trim and match stain um on the quarter round to the walls. Which how, is which is tricky. How many uh uh how many people did you have working on that job? It was the three of us. Um, Derek and Anthony were running downstairs and then, um, I was, um, working upstairs in their little hallway, which is the worst flooring spot I've ever done in my life. (laughs) Why? Oh, it's just weird shaped with, there's not a square door, like, it's almost like a hexagon, like where the bedroom doors go in all over.
0: A hexagon?
1: Yeah, like, you walk up the stairs and then at an angle. Is one door and another angle.
0: Oh, so it's just not a square room. So it wasn't just like cut to length, lay down, cut to length, lay down. It was (laughs) finding angles. There was,
1: there's five doors right there in that little area, like the size (laughs) of our podcast studio. Be like five doors on the walls.
0: Well, um, so did did the things go a little bit faster with, uh, having multiple guys there just versus doing it by yourself? Yeah. Was that kind of nice? Definitely nice to have,
1: like, more hands than we needed almost sometimes and vice versa. Uh,
0: so you just did that, like, the job at your parents all week?
1: No, we did that, and then um, Wednesday we shifted over to uh, a job of Brandon's a remodel
0: we're going to help with. Uh, what What do you got going on this coming week?
1: Um, just working at that place again. The remodel place? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um so then also uh and if I forget anything or skip over, stop me, but like also this weekend you went to Topeka or Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas City. City and what did you do there?
1: We uh so went up first thing Saturday, left the house at five, drove and met with Rusty and Stu couldn't make it, he had a sick kid, and then there was a couple other guys that Rusty trains there. And then um after that the coalition we were putting on March 4th event, March 4th for medical cannabis. And, um, we went up there and basically lined up on State Line. I think we talked about it a little bit already. Um, but we had, um, everybody in Kansas was wearing orange, like, the, like we were criminals. And then everybody in Missouri was wearing green right there on that, that main road there, State Line Boulevard. Um, we had an event there just to bring, um, awareness to, like, How strange it is at like 22 feet right there, like in the middle of the city, it's like one side you can get a possession charge. The other side, you can smoke a blunt and walk down the street. Just the polarity there.
0: And then when, and March 4th, I'm assuming is a play on the words of like March 4th, like go forth, (laughs) marching forth. Yeah. And so, uh, you even got a, a spot on the local news there. It looks like.
1: Yeah. It was like right at the beginning of the deal, the KCTV showed up and... They're like, we need someone to come out and walk around with. I ended up going first. <laughs> like, I was the first one that he interviewed, and, and I was sending board back, members back in, um, which was interesting. Um, I mean, I was on the news, like Hutch News. Um, like, me and mom were, oh, what was that? A month and a half ago. It was just a little different being in the news. But on the camera. You mean the one
0: that Andrea sent you? Mm hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, that that was almost a recycled article, though.
0: Well, I mean, it's not a bad thing that you're getting that notoriety, right? No,
1: it was <clears throat> it was a nice little update to the resume here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so how did that event go overall? Then
1: it was uh, a really good turnout. We had there was I think a hundred and some odd, over a hundred people showed up, but we had a. Uh, um, 100 people on Facebook had like said they were going and there was like over 300 that said they were interested but it was cool like having that separation and there was I don't know good involvement we had a drone fly over us and um one of the statistics was like 70 percent of Kansans like approved some sort of cannabis bill you know and we took a picture of like the three people in green and seven of us in orange, just to like a visual representation of that stat. And so there's all sorts of cool um, things we can do politically now with all that information that's (laughs) going to be interesting when it comes out.
0: Well, did did you have anybody on the Missouri side that was smoking while you guys were there? Absolutely. <laughs> so they were rubbing it in the face of you criminals mm-hmm. that they could do it and you couldn't. Yeah, they were. Yeah, well, so were were there? Was there a bunch of gang violence and shootings in the street and stuff while you were there? It was bloody. All, the, all those all those people smoking marijuana. <laughs> yeah, right the there. Devil, the devil's lettuce.
1: Right there next to KU Med.
0: Luckily. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so morbid. <laughs> Uh, so that, that wasn't the end of your weekend. So you went and you worked out with, with Rusty McCauley and, mm-hmm. uh, several other others. And I know you're training for Kansas strongest man and then eventually nationals. Yeah. So, so what what'd you guys train on? how to go? Uh,
1: we just did, um, we did log press and we just did kind of a, a max. And then we just did drop down and did reps after that. Um, uh, it was all log work. Log. And then we did a, uh, um,
0: like the backwards pole with their sled Back, in the yeah, driveway. Right. That's a, that was an interesting experience doing that in the gym. That was like a, it, it, it looks easier than it is, but it's actually really freaking hard. It's terrible. And, and backwards to me wasn't nearly as bad as forwards. Mm-hmm. Like forwards really sucked. Like wrapping when you it had around the harness. Oh, you no, know, wrapping it around your waist and then trying to walk forward with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I had my belt on and everything, which kept the chain from like digging in. But it was just a uh, not not a sensation that I'd felt before, and it was just a uh, it, it it was a lot. It we used like to do
1: like sled pulls in high school, but they were the harnesses, not just not around your waist. Yeah, and that was like one of the only workouts I would throw up in is when we go pull those <laughs> sleds.
0: So are you looking forward to this next week of uh, of work. <laughs>
1: yeah yep i am. we're gonna continue working with
0: brandon what are some what are some things that you have kind of if you're willing to talk about them like in the works that maybe like you're looking forward to and stuff
1: um I think we're gonna start doing some concrete
0: um you're looking forward to concrete work
1: <laughs> well, it is hard work, but like once you get a like a crew of guys where everybody has their job and they know what they're doing, it's not near as bad as you're like someone's around the shoot they're not going to pour it as high and you're not going to have to hoe back as much mud and that kind of stuff.
0: Do you, uh, do you still have that one lady that wants the shop floor done or whatever? Mm-hmm. Do, or is that one of the bids you're doing? Or yeah, gonna, that's what I'm going to do together soon. Gotcha. Well, anything else that I missed?
1: After, uh, um, well, we stayed at the casino after that and that was, I drank too much tequila. <laughs> you don't say Um, and then went south of Missouri to Drexel and me and dad bought a sickle bar mower for the farm just for, we're going to use that instead of our roll crimper on our rye this year.
0: What is a sickle bar mower?
1: Um, it's like what, like in the header on a combine, Mm -hmm. that's the sickle at the bottom. Okay. So this is just basically a, a bar with that, um, sickle in it.
0: Oh, Okay. So essentially, it 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 cuts it off and lays it down, but it doesn't um like pull it doesn't windrow it. It doesn't pull it up into a machine or process Mm -hmm. it or anything in any way. It just falls right on the ground. Huh. That's interesting.
1: Yep. It's like a 1960s model.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but the thing is, that thing will probably run until the end of forever. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be you know all these features and digital dials and you know like like my mower has a digital like hour meter and stuff on it like definitely doesn't have that (laughs) you know it's gonna but but you know that thing's gonna have like four million hours on it and it's gonna be like still ready i'm ready to go i'm brand new still we're all right yeah you don't
1: have to work work on as much that way (laughs) well wouldn't um, pick that up and yeah that was uh just a long day driving Got back and now we're recording a podcast.
0: <laughs> now now I'm bothering. I'm the one bothering you. Nah. Texting you last minute this morning like,
1: hey, what time are we meeting today? <laughs> so I meant to text you on Friday, but...
0: Yeah, me too. And, and then I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> and then Saturday I was like, hey, I really need to get that done. But then I was working for the SO and then I got into a case that took me several hours to get done and then I had to type a narrative and all that stuff. And so then by the time I got home, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, shit. So that's when I texted you this morning and was like, hey, what time are we meeting up? So Yep. Um so for me uh was was an an interesting and eventful week. This was my my day off week. So normally I get like five days in a row off. Um so luckily uh I was gifted enough money. I should say gifted, you know, I was blessed enough by God to like have the money to be able to I paid off like $1,500 in medical bills. Uh, the downside is now I'm effing broke. <laughs> um, And and it was nice to be able to, again, like pay cash for such things. Like we haven't been putting medical bills on credit. But like I've said in other podcasts, like that's kind of been something because of just my, fi- my finances, basically a lack of planning. And the ease is putting things on credit. But anyway, so I had the money to pay that. So that was nice because that was a load lifted. I mean that was – the vast majority of kind of what we had that wasn't already on a payment thing. Like I have other bills that are larger that we've got a payment schedule set up and stuff. So, um, but not having those looming over my head was nice. Um, and, and I bring all that up because, um, I'd been wanting to do a sensory deprivation tank for a really long time, and I'd worked for the Sh- Rice County Sheriff's Office covering some shifts for them, so I had some quote-unquote extra money. Yeah, it was your week off, that, but you still worked for them. Yeah, yeah. How many hours I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I worked uh, like 30-some hours for them this week. Um, but it's not work for them. It's play. I really like being a deputy. I mean, you go out there into 700 square miles and essentially do whatever you want. Versus being stuck in 1.671 square miles. (laughs) Um, and, and you have significantly more, like, like, if you arrest somebody, like, the, the bonds stick. In Sterling, the bond schedule is a fucking joke. Like, literally, if I arrest you for something, the judge has made the bond schedule to where I just kick you right out. Like, I'm, I'm, like, let him out and give him a court date. Like, there's no bond. And I'm not saying, like, set bonds to keep people in jail. Like, the bond is made to, have a monetary reason for you to come back to court it's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be like if you if like for instance you could afford a 250 and fifty dollar bond somebody that's like in poverty and all this other kind of stuff that's a big deal to them yeah um so i'm not saying making it restrictive but just kicking like arrest kick them out arrest kick them out arrest kick them out like that doesn't make sense to me i'm I'm getting off the subject anyway um (laughs) So it's it's a lot more fun, but I've i wanted to do a sensory deprivation tank for a really long time, but you know I, I'd always just kind of like looked at the cost and was like you know like sixty dollars like that's that's a, a trip to the grocery store etc. and and while the money wasn't necessarily quote unquote extra because I could have put it somewhere else, oftentimes like I will talk myself out of things. I mean like how many times in the gym have I asked to like borrow chalk or like my my gym equipment is like dilapidated. (laughs) Like it's, I feel
1: that my knee sleeves are shot.
0: Yeah. And, and when I want to go to buy those things, I look at them and I'm like, you know, that's three trips to the grocery store or four trips to the grocery store, or I could pay off a medical bill with that money. So I always feel guilty essentially spending money on me. Um, unless it's food, then I don't feel guilty. But, um, so, so it was just an interesting experience going to there, because I just made the decision one day, I just said, like, F it, I'm going. And I laid in bed one morning when I was, like, going to sleep, and I just booked it online on my phone, it was like, there, it's done, It's I'm I'm going.
1: (laughs) I know, like, you text me and said, I'm going to try this. And it was like, the next day, I feel like, you're like, I'm heading down there to
0: go do it. Yep, yep. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it was something that I've been thinking about for years mm-hmm. of doing and knowing that it existed. So basically what I did was I just got on, and I, I knew Wichita was likely going to be the closest place if there was anything. So I just got on, and I Googled sensory deprivation tank, like Wichita, Kansas. And I,
1: it surprised me there was one in Wichita. Yeah,
0: um, and I came up with a company called um, Tank House Float and Massage. And their website is, you know, just like really clean, really like easy to use. Um, you know, you can definitely tell um, that it's like, a, you know, small business um, doing their best to kind of make things work. I mean, it's not like you're coming to some multimillion dollar company's website. I mean, they're definitely a small business. When you get there, you definitely feel that. And I was really happy to be able to support the small business. Um, they had all kinds of stuff on their website explaining things, um, what their pricing was, frequently asked questions, kind of what to do uh, before you come and stuff like that. So just to give you an idea, if you're listening the first time that you float, if you get a 60 minute session, which is what I signed up for the first time float, 60 minutes is $60, 90 minutes is $70. And then you can also buy them in packs and you can also, uh, buy like gift cards and things for family and stuff like that. So after your first float, the first 60 minute float is $75 and 90 minute float is $85. And then you can bundle a float like with a massage. Um, and those are differing, you know, differing packages and stuff like that. And, and just to let you know the website is tankhousefloat.com. And they, they have pricing on their frequently asked questions. They have a contact us. Um, I will say their communication <clears throat> with me prior to showing up was phenomenal. They, they text me and were like, Hey, we see that you're on the schedule. Uh, looking forward to seeing you. Do you have any questions? And like, I did have one question. I was like, Hey, I'm six foot four inches tall. Like, am I going to fit? And they were like, Well, it's, it's an eight foot tank. So yeah, you should be good to go. I'm like, okay. And then I was like, Oh, hey, can I bring like a shave kit with me? Because they don't want you to wear like when before you get in, they don't want you wearing deodorants, perfumes, um, hair gel, anything like that that can contaminate the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I should back up and, uh, talk about what a sensory deprivation tank is. Um, it, it literally is what it sounds like. It deprives you of pretty much all the sensory input that your body gets, right? We have sight, sound, smell, touch, taste, etc. And when you get in there, you're laying in 200 gallons of water with a thousand pounds of pharmaceutical grade Epsom salt mixed in with it. And it's like pumping and filtering and everything like that but once you get in the lights go out the pumps go off and it's completely silent like <laughs> there's the, so when you get in you, you're literally laying down and the, the water is so dense you float on top effortlessly So it and then you close the lid and you don't have to close the lid but if you don't like you, you'll get cold because like there's a little bit of airflow there. The water is at skin temperature. So your core temperature is 98.6. So Mm -hmm. the water is from what I read in the area of 95 to 96 degrees. So essentially when you get in, you don't feel anything. Yeah. You're not aware of like the temperature change. You're not aware of that. Again, you're just laying there essentially weightless in the feet, weightless feeling in this water. Now, you do get, you know, the wet sensation, obviously, and then eventually that kind of starts to go away because you start to get used to it. But, you know, the the science is is that eventually your body will start to release dopamine, um, you know, endorphins, etc., and kind of help reset your brain. There was a a guy on CBS News that got in, and he wore a waterproof, uh, I think they called it an EEG, that monitored monitored his brain waves. And you could see like 20 minutes in where basically his brain had this like spike of activity where it was almost like, ah, and then boom, it like went down and was like essentially just kind of flatlined in a way. And I would say I had the same sensation when I first got in. And the thing that I loved about it was, uh, like, I just wanted to kind of do it to just kind of get away from life just to touch and like reset. Cause you've heard me say many times on here, like. I don't like having the phone in my hand all the time. I don't like being connected all the time. Like me getting away walking in the country or getting away from that or going to the Rocky Mountain National Park is what I love. So that's kind of what I was looking mm-hmm. for, to that, that little bit of a brain reset. Um, and so I, I noticed the same thing. And uh, when I got there, a gentleman met me at the door, shook my hand, introduced himself, and then we went into this little room. And it's not it's not huge. It's big enough to fit the tank. And then there's like a sink and a shower and a place for you to sit. And then there's like a towel and a robe. Like So if you needed to get out for some reason to go use the restroom, you could just put the robe on real quick because the restroom is just like right outside the room the tank's in. Mm -hmm. You know, he explained everything to me and was like, hey, whatever your preconceived notions are, just kind of let them go and just experience the float. And I was like, hey, man, whatever happens, happens. Like I'm here for the experience. I don't expect to come out of here like having this like – peyote hallucination filled moment where I like my life has changed. You know
1: exactly all the answers.
0: (laughs) And he was like, okay, good. And he said, Hey, we don't have anybody floating after you. Do you want me to, I, I noticed you paid for 60 minutes. Do you want me to go ahead and give you a 30 minutes more and give you a 90 minute float? He's like, I don't know if you're busy or whatever, and I was like, Nah, man. Like, I'm on days off. Like, the only thing I had to do was run by Goodwill and pick up my son, try to find my son some dress dress shoes, which was a successful endeavor. For next Wait, to nothing. Eli or Alex? Oh, okay. I was going to say, you yeah, found Alex. size 17s at Goodwill. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex. Yeah, Alex. Um, and so I was like, No, I don't have anything to do. Let's do this. Uh, and he was like, Okay, great. So, uh, I'd already showered before I got there, um, talk, back talking about the communication, um, he, he, I, let me talk back to the gentleman. He said, hey, there's like a, when you walk in, there's like a curtain. He's like, I close this curtain, um, and then I take this door and I lock it and I close the door. This is your room for the next 90 minutes. Nobody will be in here. Nobody will bother you. Like, it's your room. And so he closes the curtain and he leaves, at which point, you know, I uh, they say floating naked is the best experience. But if you want to wear a swimsuit, you can. I just went ahead and opted for naked. And so I got undressed. And I went ahead and showered again because that was in their frequently asked questions. I'd showered like literally before the drive to get Mm -hmm. there. I mean, it was like I'd showered an hour prior because it was an hour drive. But I showered again in the shower there and then proceeded to get in and have the float, which... So getting in, uh, close the door, and it's just nothing, like complete silence. So I lay down, and I start to float, and it's just like it's interesting because I was trying to find what position to put my arms in. Did I want them down by my side? Or sometimes you can put them up like you're doing, like hands up, like mm-hmm. cops are like hands up. I found out that like hands up was kind of the best for me uh, with the way my shoulders are. Um, putting my arms down sometimes was comfortable, too. I kind of alternated back and forth based on my comfort level.
1: I feel like if I slept with my arms up here, I'd wake up, and my hands would be numb.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, but also you have to keep in mind in there, you're completely weightless. I guess there's no... Like, there's nothing pushing on any nerves or anything that may... Like, my arms didn't go to sleep, but if I were to sleep like that, yes, mm-hmm. it would Makes be the sense. same thing. So um, <clears throat> start the float, and of course, my mind's starting to think about things like what I'm going to do this week. I got to go get the shoes and you know, those typical things that your brain runs on. And I got my eyes closed completely dark in there. No sound of any kind. And you know, you open your eyes, but it's just complete darkness. So I just closed my eyes and just kind of started to really focus on controlling my breathing, really focusing on the breathing itself, not controlling it, but being cognizant of the breaths and like And and then eventually my brain started to kind of calm down and I started to have mild like color hallucinations in the sense of like I saw the Aurora Borealis, but it was, I say I saw my eyes were closed and it was purple in color, which was kind of a cool Mm -hmm. sensation. And then another weird one that people are probably going to be like, what, that's weird is I saw like a male face from like the nose up like the middle of the nose up either behind the corner of a door like the corner of the door was like broken um and he was peering around it or it was behind some like battle shield like a like you'd see like in lord of the rings or something like he was peering around it like i know that's weird it was just a flash twice i can't explain it um did you like uh drink (laughs) peyote? you can (laughs) before that (laughs) you can you can drink it it's better to smoke and but no i did not Um, and, and so they, they talk about that. Like your brain is used to getting sensations all the time. You're constantly seeing things. You're constantly smelling things. You're constantly hearing things. So when your brain doesn't have that sensory input, it kind of starts to make up its own is Mm -hmm. is what I've heard. Now I will say that that sensory sensation didn't last, but it eventually became a like static on a TV screen, but it was colorful static but it was almost like my brain was kind of flatlined at that point. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I was aware of was my tinnitus because I have shotguns without ear protection when I was much younger. (laughs) I was aware of the tinnitus, which at first was loud and then almost was gone to the point that I was like, is it still there? And then when I started thinking about it again, oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of came back at a low level. And then my heartbeat, like I could hear every single beat of my heart and that was cool because Mm -hmm. not then I started playing with that like can I make it go faster can I make it go slower um and then I found myself like having to like I was so relaxed I found myself having to like kind of remind myself to breathe not in the sense of like (gasps) uh, oh you know like Mm -hmm. where I was panicked but just like I was so my body was in such a shut down state that it almost felt like it didn't need much, much oxygen to run. So I would have to, I felt like I was breathing. My respirations were at a very, very low rate and I'd have to be, Oh, I might want to breathe right now. Um, and then when I started to have that release, you know, I'd like take the deep breaths and then let it out and, you know, really start to relax. And it was, it was interesting to have that sensation of like, Just the the shut off. Um, And then I had an interesting sensation I was not expecting, which was mild lower back pain. Hmm. Which I was like, what? Like, why Why is this happening? I shouldn't be uncomfortable right now. Completely weightless. My body's not supporting anything. I'm not touching anywhere. I am completely suspended in Mm -hmm. water. And so I started to kind of work through that in my mind. And I'm like, why? And I'm thinking, okay, what do we do a lot in strongman?" Like we do a lot of deadlifts. We do a lot of like cleans and like continental cleans and stuff. And that's that's kind of rough on our lower back. Mm -hmm. And so I think my lower back was just constantly used to being tight and condensed and used and not to the point that I have lower back pain. But I think all of that was starting to kind of release. Yeah. And when I say mild lower back pain, I'm talking on a scale of 1 to 10. It was like a 0.5 to a 1. Just enough that I was, again – being in that relaxed state was Just very aware, was very aware of it. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing was I sat up in the tank and I leaned forward and basically kind of tried to put my head between my legs and stretched my lower back out for a while and then laid back down and then it it, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have that lower back pain anyway. So that's what made me think that I was getting that release in my lower back. Um, but I will say for me, 90 minutes. And again, this is my opinion and what my experiences were. 90 minutes was a little too long. Yeah. You're like, okay, um, I'm ready to get out. I, I was, I was at that point where I was kind of like starting to get like, is, is it this over with yet? Like, I'm, yeah. am I done yet? Do people fall asleep in those? Yeah. Yeah. I almost did almost. And right as I started to drift off, the light came on and the pump turned on and scared the shit out of me. So I was like, up, oh, up, oh, awake now. Whoa, whoa. Like, remember remember being cognizant of that heartbeat. It's going fast now. <laughs> but 90 minutes was a little long for me. I think I, I really like the 60-minute. And here's why I think that. I've, I work through this process in my head is I, I know there's a lot of people that, like, they hate life in general. They hate reality, and they want to escape it. I'm not necessarily that kind of person. There are things in reality that I really like. I'm okay. You know, I feel like I'm doing okay mentally. Um and so I really like being grounded in every sense of the word. So I don't think I would like space. Like being on the International Space Station for like six months? I don't think I'd like that. Mm-hmm. I I like the sensation of gravity and literally being grounded. Now, do I not do I still want to go to space? Yes. Do not want to go to space for three to six to nine months? No.
1: Maybe just a day trip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is supposedly what they're trying for. Yeah. But anyway, um so I, I like the idea of literally being grounded. So there were times that I would roll to my side to touch the bottom of the tank. Cause that kind of gave my brain the, okay, it's still there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, it, it was almost a mild anxiety feeling for me. Really mild. Where I was like, okay, it's still there. Like I'm, uh, I'm still here. Like I was just letting my brain know everything's okay. Yeah. You, you,
1: your, uh, simulation didn't break. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so, and, and so I think the 60 minutes would be long enough for me, um, And I like that, that, that being grounded. So I was, I was looking forward to getting out of the tank. So once, while you're in there, it's interesting because you run your fingers across your skin and you've got all of that, um, you've got all of that, uh, magnesium in that Epsom salt, which Epsom salt's actually not a salt at all. They just call it, it's like, it doesn't have like sodium. It's just, they just call it Epsom salt, (laughs) but your skin literally feels like silk. Like when you're touching it. Uh, which was a cool sensation. Like, I mean, if you throw a bunch, a
1: bunch bunch of bath bombs in your
0: bath. Yeah. And, uh, well, I've never done bath bombs in my bath. Um, have you, Hmm? I just imagine you sitting around with like a bunch of candles and wine (laughs) and some chocolates and your favorite lifetime series on your iPad. That's exactly right. (laughs) Maybe do a crossword. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, um, it was just, uh, you know, just a really good reset, I guess is the best way I can explain it. So when the time was up, you know, you definitely were very aware because you go from silence to pumps churning and lights are on and it's just a, it's a, it's a mild, like blue light. Mm-hmm. Like it's no, it's not like you turn the lights on in a room. And so, you know, I go up and get out and they want you, you know, you shower off again. Uh, and essentially, uh, one of the questions I asked them was like, Hey, can I bring like, uh, a shave kit with me with all my stuff, like mm-hmm. my deodorant and everything. And like, do I have time? Like when I'm done, can I basically get ready for the day at that point? And they were like, yeah, sure. No problem. And keeping in mind, I'm like texting them all of this and they are responding quick to my text, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very attentive to the customer. And I really, and I really liked and valued that. Uh, I have yet to write a review. I plan on doing that mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I got my shave kit, you know, took a shower, got my shave kit and, you know, got ready for the day. Uh, at which point I went to walk out and I had a lady sitting at the front desk and I just said, thank you very much, walked out. So now the sensation afterwards of, um, you know, did I have some like revelation where I had all the answers to life and all this other kind of stuff? No. Here's the best way I can explain how my brain felt after the fact. When you're driving down the road and you tune into your favorite radio station. And you're far away and you have, you can hear the music, you can hear the words, but you have that little bit of static in the background. But say like you drive past like the tree row or the building or whatever's maybe in the way of your, of your radio station and suddenly that static goes away and now I can hear that radio station crystal clear. That's the best way I can explain my brain. Mm-hmm. I can, I can hear everything in my brain. I can, I can all the, I'm th- cognizant of the thoughts. Thoughts are still going through my brain. Positives are still going through my brain. Negatives are still going through my brain. But the static is gone. The hum was gone. That just mmm in the background of my brain was gone. And I'm still feeling that right now. And we are – I did that on Tuesday. Tuesday. And today's Sunday.
1: Is that the way most people like describe it? Do you know?
0: I don't know because what I was reading is I'm a nerd. So I was reading more of the studies Mm -hmm. of – what it you know what it did, uh, did physiologically so i i i only had one other person which was uh, dave tudor's wife rebecca um tudor they owned Dat fitness in great Bend. Mm-hmm. she did it okay and she said that um she didn't like being alone with her thoughts <laughs> like that was not something she liked yeah um and that it but it did do wonders for her back pain so she was the only person i had that like had experience that i could like talk to yeah um So So, is there like a deal? Like, do, do people like panic in those? Like have to get out? I would assume so. I mean, especially if you were, if you were claustrophobic and, and the, and the dome is huge. Mm -hmm. Like I could go down on my knees and easily like sit up. Um, I couldn't stand, but I could be Mm -hmm. on my knees and sit up. So I mean, like, and I'm, and I'm six foot four. So that's probably like what four feet, you know? So I mean, it's huge. Mm -hmm. It's eight feet long, probably four feet tall and probably. Four or five feet wide. Um, I did find myself kind of bouncing off the edges from time to time. Um, but I finally settled into the middle where I, you know, could not touch the sides because mm-hmm. touching the sides took away from the experience because now I'm cognizant that the side's there. Yeah. That something's there. I'm no longer weightless. Um, so yeah, that was that experience. Um, and, and I, I, I think it's something that I'll keep in my toolbox to use. From time to time, but I don't think it's something that I will do regularly like sauna or water massage or something like that. <laughs> Mainly because for me, and this is nothing against tank house float because that float tank, I was researching it. It's like 30 G's just to buy the the, the tank. They it, just have one or they have multiple? Yeah, just one. Just one. Oh, at least one in that building. There, mm-hmm. So they're, they're it's like a chiropractic clinic, massage clinic, plus tank house float in this one building. Mm-hmm. So they may have more in a different room. I don't know. I, I didn't look. But, um, you know, for me, the $60 is a little cost prohibitive. And that's just mainly because I'm stingy and I also don't like spending money on myself.
1: And you've got to drive an hour.
0: And and I Well, yeah, i got to drive an hour. I was actually doing the math on that of, like, how much I spent on gas. Um, and then I had to buy – I went to um, – I'm doing live hard, so I'm eating clean and I can't eat out. That's one of the things I told me. I can't eat at a restaurant, period. End of story. It, it, the food has to come from a grocery store. And it has to be, like – healthy clean or prepared by me so like i went to dylan's and i got a salad from their salad bar at a dylan's marketplace while i was there so i'm like totaling all of this stuff up Mm -hmm. and and i was like holy cow like i just spent basically 300 dollars on this trip you know and and goodwill for alex and you know stuff like that which is not tank house floats fault like please understand that like they are phenomenal people they're phenomenal communication they were really nice and they're offering a service that i think is amazing Mm -hmm. but sixty dollars for me because i'm stingy and i don't want to spend money on me is a little cost prohibitive to do it regularly so um but i get the cost the cost makes sense to me
1: what do they normally like recommend for someone to do like what is on studies like the studies you've read um like how many per month do they recommend
0: I didn't see anything like that in yeah. the studies of of what it was like. like there are so, the, the owner did a story because there's a video on the tank house float website where he said he was floating like three times a week. I think, or maybe that was a, a different one. That, but anyways, they, they, they were uh, one of the videos I watched of an owner of a tank or of a, a float tank was they were floating three times a week. And mm-hmm. they benefited. they benefited from that. Uh, granted, if I owned it, you know, that might be a little bit of a different story. Um, you know, but I don't even think that I'd want to try to own one because I'm not sure that I'd use it regularly enough to, to make sense. Even if I had that the thing. money yet, yeah, if I had the money to do it. Um, but I think that there's like, you can get, get some really great benefits from this. Like if you're struggling in all kinds of different ways, physically, mentally, etc., to kind of just help your brain reset, um, in a, in, you know, in a legal way that doesn't involve, uh, technology or medication because I'm not a huge fan of medications. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then, so that was my long thing there on the tank house float. Um, another thing that I had, I had an interesting epiphany. So I'm doing live hard. I'm on day 13 or 14 right now. Um, and let me look here. I'm on day 14. Today's day 14. And so one of the the tasks that, uh, so you have to do your own critical tasks. So I'm doing praying with someone journaling and then reading a daily scripture book. And so one of the things I journaled about last night was Andrea and I were walking through the cemetery with a dog and one of my 45 minute workouts, my outdoor workout. And I did two of those yesterday and we were discussing money and bills and medical bills and like what we we're going to do and stuff. Because again, we, we right now we're low on money because we pay those off. So we're kind of strategizing on what we're going to do and how we're going to do it when we're going to pay things. And I found that this, th- those subjects and those bills were very distressing to her. And whereas to me, <clears throat> not at all. Like it was just another day, another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that is a number of reasons, number one, you know, being a man of God, I have the, the peace and the love that it is, that is Christ. And he's never once forsaken me or ever left me without to where I couldn't pay the bills for my family. We've never missed a meal. Um, <clears throat> now I hope this isn't a Job moment where I'm going to be, you know, tested by Satan and Christ is going to be like, Oh, okay, fine. Go ahead and test him. Like you did, Job." please, please God, I pray right now on this podcast. Don't let that happen. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've never gone without, and I found comfort in that. And, you know, she was even saying like, Hey, we're going to have to not tithe this check so that we have that money kind of as a cushion or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I greatly disagree with that. And I was like, in scripture, it says he just wants the 10%. And he says in there, try me. I mean, the, oh, the only time that he like wants you to be like, all right, prove it. Like the only time in scripture that he would allow you to do that. And I'm like, we need to do that. We need to try. him. like, he comes up with elegant solutions to our problems all the time that we would have never considered. I disagree with that. So <clears throat> we're still going to tithe um, and just kind of see where it goes from here. I mean, I, I literally have like 50 bucks of extra money right now. <laughs> to figure out what to do with for till we get paid next. And I I think that not only does Christ have something to do with it, but I think 75 hard is a program and live hard has something to do with it too. I had the epiphany that my father always told me an adage that it takes seven positives to overcome one negative. It's like some negative event. You have to have seven positives to overcome it. Same thing in leadership. If you correct someone on their behavior Make sure to give them like seven positives of, hey, you did a good job on this, good job on that, good job on this, whatever, to offset that negative of when you corrected them on something. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, and I don't know if that's a science thing or whatever, it's just something my father always said, but I feel like negatives in life are always going to happen. You can't keep negatives from happening. You're going to have death. You're going to have bills. You're going to have problems at work. You're going to have insert whatever problem it is that you're dealing with. Those are going to happen. You can't control. Mm-hmm. Them. What can you control? Positives. Can you create, you can create positives every day. When you do a workout, I accomplish that. That's a teeny tiny little positive. of that sense of accomplishment. I drank my water and stayed healthy. Boom. Teeny tiny accomplishment. I read 10 pages in a book, teeny tiny accomplishment. And then like <clears throat> one day when I went to the gym this week, I finally, finally got 300 on bench boom, big accomplishment in my brain. Um, when you finish a book, boom, big accomplishment. So those positives that you create and you control start to stack up. So when the negatives do come in, you have a little bit of that mental resilience as well as those positives to now draw from, and they don't hit as hard. So go out there. And this isn't me saying you got to create, do 75 hard and live hard to be happy. Not what I'm saying. If you like shampoo and the carpets at your house, because it gives you a sense of accomplishment and it makes you happy and it makes your brain happy, do that. If taking your kids to the park and seeing them happy and playing is that accomplishment and it gives you that positive, do that. Whatever it is in your life, create those moments, create those positives, create that accomplishment. And you will have those, you know, toughness points, those tuition payments, whatever to now draw from to, make the negatives not hit as hard and they're easier to deal with. That was my epiphany for this week on that
1: one win at a time, man. Stack
0: them up. Yeah. So that was my long winded tank house float. Um, Phenomenal people. I can't, uh, you know, talk well enough about them. I really would like to see people go there. Um, You know, mention the podcast when you go and, they also do massages and myofacial releases as well. So there's like packages for that. So you can do a, a float and a massage. Get that, you know, full release that you're looking for. Um, and then just check them out. It's uh, Again, it's tankhousefloat.com, I do believe. Yes, tankhousefloat.com. And they are in Wichita. So um, that's uh, <clears throat> that's it for me, man. Both some
1: interesting weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm looking forward to this week. And my clothes are fitting better. So. I'm looking forward to what the scale says tomorrow. I haven't
1: stepped on a scale in about 15 days.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know you saw this in the message, but, um, the heaviest I was during strongman was 373. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, prior to live hard and stuff and everything. <clears throat> and now I'm down to 335 last I knew. So progress is being made. Progress is progress, man. It's exciting. I'm starting to lose my voice now. So take it, <laughs> take it away. <laughs>
1: Well, guys, thanks for listening to The Higher Points today, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of To The Point. We both had some interesting weeks, and next week probably just as interesting. <laughs> just keep it rolling, right? Yeah, right. Um, you guys have an awesome week,
0: and chat to you later. Don't forget to check us out at www.thehigherpoints.com, on Instagram at The Higher Points, and Facebook at The Higher Points Podcast. We'll catch up with you guys next time. We'll see you later.